Oh, oh. Shock. I'm scared. I'm scared. <laughs> well, the first thing we always like to do, by the way, on the podcast, when we have someone that's a guest, is let them know. So I'm letting you know that there are no rules. You can say whatever you want, however you want to say it. Party. You will have to deal with the consequences of whatever you say. My rule Also, just sign this agreement. What? Also, sign this agreement that we do not, we are not held liable, right? <laughs> if you have problems, sue Skype or Zoom or both. I don't care. <laughs> yeah. All okay. right. So, uh, I'm probably going to go ahead and add all this into the podcast. We'll see okay. wherever we started recording yeah. from because why edit? It just takes time. That <laughs> <laughs> was when you say. Well, speaking of time. Welcome okay. to Swim Out of the Box. There you go. Now that's how we start the podcast. It started. I'm so happy to be here during COVID-19. This is so exciting to do a Skype podcast. Oh my gosh, Kim Fisher Key. I feel so blessed. Please introduce yourself. Tell everyone who you are and what, what you, do. you do. Okay, what I do currently or what I used to do before COVID. Anything you want to talk about. <laughs> Both? Really, if you talk about like making sandwiches right now, that's fine. <laughs> Um, okay. Well, this morning, um, my husband's home on Mondays and does all of his admin stuff here. So this morning he made me breakfast and he made me an omelet with, um, pimento, uh, garlic cheese from a local farmer, which I'm fortunately, I can't tell you right now. I don't know who it was with, um, two, two cups of espresso and some walnut raisin cranberry toast from, from Ravenhook Bakery, which I think you guys bought from. Yes, love. I'm so I'm drooling right now. Like I'm sorry. And some and some um, jam from Coons Orchard, which was peach jam. So I ate well this morning. Um, Need your energy for this call. (laughs) (laughs) She didn't even know this was going to happen today. (laughs) Like sure, we could squeeze this in. Why not? So, um, I yes, I'm Kim Fisher Key. I am a sports massage therapist and. Mm -hmm. Um, I work with pre-COVID. I was working with George Mason University uh, men's and women's basketball team and their track and field outdoor. Um, so hopefully in the fall that will resume. That would be awesome. Mm-hmm. And also I have office, an office space, um, in Annandale, um, where I do private, private practice. So you get to work with a lot of And what? And you get to work with some of my swimmers. That's right. I do get to work with some of your swimmers, including a swimmer who's actually even um, taken one of my online myofascial sessions. I saw. Oh, awesome. Mm-hmm. Yes. So just do like you, everybody else. Do you feel like that to do one of those online sessions, you have to have another person cupping or it's possible by yourself? It's possible by yourself. So legs are pretty easy. Self. Mm-hmm. Um mm-hmm. And that might be at low back. I've had a session when we did a low back cupping session and low back is fairly doable, but yeah, I, any, anybody who wants to do back in general and arms, mm-hmm. it's easier. I say, see if you can bring a friend. <laughs> <laughs> End of the session. And what's hilarious is I think well, um... it's more out of it than the person with the cups. The friend thinks it's hilarious. <laughs> One person gets work done and the other gets entertained. <laughs> it's perfect. 
perfect for right now. Yeah. Um, so why don't you just like explain sort of like how you're different from what you would call like your typical massage therapist? Like, can I interject? Yeah, I just want. She's, she's different because she's got the pointiest elbows and thumbs. <laughs> Of anyone I've ever no, no, no. met. <laughs> Listen, you can like fall off track as much as you want, just as long as we explain what she does first. Ah, oh, okay. So, let's see. so I, I just want to, because you're very different, very special, so skilled at what you do, but I want to make sure that listening people can understand like how it's not like you're just going it's not to massage therapist. Yeah, you're not. You're not going to like. Well, I'm gonna. Nice, I'm. Yeah. I'm. I'm on vacation, so I'm gonna go get a massage. Like if that's not what it is. So yeah, I just want to don't, don't come to me. Don't come to me if you want to um, have a spa massage. And I tell people that. And there's nothing wrong with spa massages. I um, there is a time and a place for everything. So my focus and my passion actually is to work with people who have issues that keep reoccurring in their body. And most of my clients come to me or find me because they have an issue that just it it's been happening for a long period of time and they they can't figure out why. Um, they've tried other therapies or, um, modalities and it might've helped. It might've not. What I love to do, I love to break down the patterns. So I think that might be one of the biggest, um, differentiations with me is my, I love to figure out why something isn't working and then how did it get to that point? So in mm -hmm. a way I try, to, I try to backtrack if you're injured in your ankle, most likely your therapy has been focused around the ankle, maybe a little bit up the leg, maybe into the foot, but then what it's kind of like that old kind of cliched saying where you throw a pebble into the pond and it ripples way outwards. Typically, mm -hmm. the longer you have an injury, the, the farther, well, I'll back up 99% of the time an injury is what's talking to you the most is not the problem. It's the result of something else down the chain that happened. So if you have an ankle injury, it could actually be stemming from your neck or it actually could be stemming from your pelvic floor or it could be stemming from a low back issue. And one of the things I find with clients that happen a lot is after working with them for a couple sessions, I'll start to ask questions about what happened when they were younger? What sport did they play? Do they have any accidents? And most of the time there was something Well, I fell off a bike and I broke my arm and I was in the hospital because then they had to refracture it three times because it wouldn't set. Well, that, that maybe started the story or maybe that was in the beginning of the story. Maybe it was a prologue, but all of that builds up in the body system and in the nervous system and in the myofascial system. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I could go on. What? Oh, <laughs> yeah. well, I would, I would say, um, one of the things that I'm lucky enough to have is have a lot of friends that are massage therapists or physical therapists, and I've got to experience a lot of different massage therapy approaches. And one of the things I appreciated about going to visit you was the methodical thought process of, okay, well, mm -hmm. this is happening. So this might be happening. Let's figure that one out. And to me, that's how my brain thinks too, when I do swim lessons. So it, it was fun to sort of like try to figure out why I was having an issue and then you think out loud. So it's, it's really <laughs> fun. And they'd be like, oh, and then there's this and then there's this. Let's try this. And then you squeezed my tongue. And then I was like, that's terrible. Ooh. Don't do that again. <laughs> but I, it worked. Oh, what did you do to me? My cheek? Wasn't it yeah. my cheek or something? Yeah, master, oral master. Oh, my gosh. You guys, guys, she was like. It, in here somewhere I don't know but around here and it was tragically I won't let her touch my face 
but you can put your hands in my mouth and that's okay. <laughs> it was the most painful thing ever. And then I don't even know, like it act like immediately my problem was in my neck and all of this and it felt immediately better. But then it was just like my mouth and face were sore for three days. And that's an odd <laughs> sentence. Why? Oh, my friend just, you know, felt like pinching my face <laughs> from the inside. I don't know. <laughs> Forgot about those. Well, and the good news about those super intense trigger points is that especially for tongue or face work or intraoral work, it only has to happen once in a very long time because it's such an intense point because there's all the nervous, um, all the nerves and part of the nervous system that are really important in there. So it only mm -hmm. has to happen once a year, maybe. maybe so I'm good. Even. I'm good for 11 but months. <laughs> I don't want that to ever happen again. <laughs> Oh, man. But it works. I'll give you some credit. So it let's helps. explain. So since COVID, you're doing the myofascial sessions online. So why don't you explain like how you're doing that? Because I think that's awesome. I mean, we have it's so many people are just like, well, he, do this workout at home. And it's like, yeah. OK, I get it. Like, and then I get annoyed and then I feel bad for being annoyed because we're a small business, too. And I'm like, I get it. No, you don't feel that bad. <laughs> I don't feel that bad. <laughs> You know me too well. <laughs> um, but I think that what you're doing is super cool and innovative. And, like, I haven't seen anyone else do anything like it. So what are you doing for those sessions right now? So mo so first of all, the sessions I've done, actually until tomorrow, mm -hmm. um, have been with clients I've already worked with. Okay. So I've already been working with them. I kind of know what their issues are. And I start off the bat saying, I'm basing this session. I put this session together for you based off what I know you to be struggling with or trying to get over. Mm -hmm. And out of 10, they're like, yeah, that's what I want. A couple times there's been a few like, well, but I'm having this right now. So what can we focus on that? So I use, I have the, the client bring a foam roller, um, tennis ball, one or two lacrosse ball, um, yoga blocks and a TheraBand if they have it. Mm -hmm. And using those tools, I try to duplicate what I would do if I was actually working on them with my hands. So Tennis ball becomes an elbow. Golf ball. Can Not sharp it. enough. <laughs> Golf ball. Um, so I use those tools. The other thing that's interesting is now that I've, I've created, obviously, I'm, Donna, you're going to love this. I'm basically creating content, right? <laughs> so I'm yep. so good. So proud. Yeah. Um, so I've got, <laughs> I have a structure now where I start each set. Each session is 30 minutes, and I start each session with foam rolling. Can I just tell you right now? everybody foam rolls incorrectly. I can't really? believe telling my clients to foam roll at home. And now I'm watching them foam roll. I'm like, what are you doing? <laughs> causing more problems. We have to have oh my a tutorial on how to foam roll. Oh. Maybe you just need to offer like a 20 minute foam rolling class that you charge like a nominal fee for. I've been uh. taught how to foam roll three times and all of them were different. And then I showed him two of them. And he was like, no. And then the third one, someone who I will not name, taught me how to do and was very adamant that I do it this way. And I remember I showed you that way. And you were really I like, recall. you looked at me and you were just like, you're hurting yourself. Like, that's why that hurts so badly. I feel like I'm watching these these clients. Who I'm like, no, actually, I thought this was going to take two minutes to form roll the upper back. But you're, we need to make this 10 minutes. Now it's a 10 minute yeah. part of the session. So, um. And then the other piece to that is <clears throat> if people would like to do some cupping, 
I send them a link to the same cups that I use so that it's mm-hmm. the tea trump. And then we do a, we do a session on that. So legs again are easy. Um, I had a woman who wanted to do arms. That's a little harder by yourself. Um, and then just taking you through some movements that'll activate the cup. So when I say cupping, I'm speaking loosely because typically cupping is really more Eastern medicine, acupuncture, or they leave the cups mm-hmm. on, light them on fire or what have you. They're looking for inflammation or what chi is running. And that's not what I do. I actually, it's called myofascial decompression therapy, which is I, my sole purpose of using the cups is to more quickly decrease the fascial tension. And to do that, we also activate the muscle underneath the fascia. So when I put a cup on, it's for the sole purpose of releasing the fascia quickly and to get the nervous system underneath to glide more freely through the fascial planes. Okay. So when I say cupping, it's because if I say myofascial decompression therapy, nobody knows what I'm talking about. (laughs) (laughs) Really? Shocker. I'm shocked. Uh, So... So one of the things I'm actually, again, working with clients, if I use, when we use cups is, and one of their questions is, and it's a good question is, well, how long do I leave them on? Mm-hmm. Um, I leave them, you know, 10 minutes. I'm like, no, no. The whole purpose of the cups, no more than three minutes, especially working as a lay person. Really? I learned that from Kim. Three minutes? That's, remember the other day I cupped you and I was like, doesn't need to be on that long. And you're like, you sure? I was like, yeah, take it off. Holy crap. Because the purpose of the cup is as to act is to decrease the tension quickly and use an um, muscle activation underneath to tell the brain that it's able to move and work without the tension being clamped down at the trigger point. So, yeah, no more than three minutes. Absolutely not. There's no oh, wow. for some of these people on Instagram who video themselves cupping, and it's I mean the the bulbs underneath are just purple and red and yeah totally swollen and you could actually I don't think I mean can you hurt yourself I I I, sure why not some people decided to come very random places (laughs) (laughs) Uh as as you guys know people can hurt themselves doing just about anything including foam rolling which I would think is the most innocuous thing ever foam rolling um So I definitely say, nope. And the only reason you should be cupping is because I showed you how to do this in a very precise manner. And then I send them, um, for every client I work with, I send them either a mini video or photographs of the few of the key trigger points that we worked on Mm -hmm. so that they can then use those as um, references after the fact. Do you you have, you you mentioned uh, content that you're now getting and creating basically. Do you have some foam rolling videos that we could put in a link or share with everyone that's listening so they can go see it on YouTube or something? Or you haven't done that yet? I do. I have just started to do this. I just have one. Mm -hmm. I do have one good one. Um, And my plan this week is actually to do more content-based recording. Now that I've gotten a, um, I have a, last week, my focus was getting an online scheduler platform. Mm-hmm. So I finally found an online scheduling platform that I like, that's very easy to use. So I've sent that link to all my clients. And then this week is going to be updating website, attaching that link to the website. So when people go to my website, they can um, schedule classes online. And your website is? Is um, functionalfitbody.com. Functional fit body. I like it. We'll put it at the end too. Yeah. 
And we'll, we'll add links to all this too. So awesome. people can find you. So yes, I am. That is one of my things this week. Cause now that I've had two to three weeks under my belt of kind of ad, ad hocing this idea together and putting online sessions together. Um, now I can see where there's some repetition, what mm-hmm. people are looking for, what I can kind of put together in a, in a, nice packaged half hour. What are the, what are the main points? What are the, what are some extras? And, um, one of the things that I've been talking to some of the, um, athletic trainers and coaches from George Mason is putting some kind of mini, like you were saying, some kind of mini foam rolling content. How do we keep the athletes kind of loose and and putting that up online so they can link to that. So yeah, content is my new focus. Content. content. Good. It should be. I mean, mm-hmm. I think there's, it makes complete sense to do a foam rolling class, even over zoom. So you could do multiple people at a time. If someone was able to film that person or that individual from multiple angles, so you can see them make the mistake. Right. So for like George Mason, it would make more sense to me to have a live foam rolling class than to have video content because that, just because someone's watching it doesn't mean they're going to do it right and more likely they are going to do it wrong. Yeah, I still think that's that why it's hard for me to both. make it's hard for me to make swim videos because <clears throat> it feels sort of wrong. It feels like someone's going to watch this, they're going to misinterpret what I say, or they're going to think they're doing what I say. And they're going to hurt themselves or they're going to do it wrong. They didn't learn anything. So yeah. it's like, ugh, I, I still think you need to put that. that stuff out there, though, because you can't stop people from looking. Sure. And everyone's always, I look for things that I'm like, I would never do that. But like, I'm watching it. So <laughs> people are going to watch it. <laughs> like, it's okay. Yeah. You know how many, how many videos I've watched of people like methodically highlighting their face and blending in their foundation for <laughs> like hours? I will, I, oh, sorry. Putting, yeah, makeup. I will. On YouTube, I'll watch like 15 minute videos, which is a long YouTube video. It is. And then I'll just like watch the next one. I don't wear makeup. I was like, you don't even wear makeup. I find it fascinating. <laughs> so people will watch. <laughs> Are you doing this? I watch what was very soothing. Alyssa, you'll appreciate this is we, it, for a couple weeks in the morning to get my kids on a routine now that we homeschool, mm-hmm. um, I would get them out of bed with a cooking show. So they would get to watch. Yes. <laughs> while they eat their breakfast but it would be a cooking show and i would alternate a french cooking show with another random cooking show because Ooh. i i force my children to listen and speak french so um so For one day you kidnap them and move them there later <laughs> right. as my as my wall attest so um so we would we would watch jacques pepin one day and we would watch another french video that's called les enfants la cuisine des enfants and then we would watch Julia Child, which they actually didn't like. I'm like, how can you not really? like Julia What is wrong with you? But again, I would I couldn't watch. Oh, and then we found a cake decorating one. It was like the cake, the cake off. And all they did was make beautiful cakes oh. to like some cool music. It was so cool. I'm never going to do that. So never. you need to watch Great British Baking Show on Netflix. I have. I watched the first two seasons. Because yes, a couple of years French. ago. Oh, it's yeah, it's not, not in French. <laughs> So when I was in DC and I got the shingles when I was in DC, this is when mm-hmm. I still lived in North Carolina. I think I texted you and I'm like, I need to binge watch something because I'm stuck in bed. Oh, I, I remember that. And you told yeah. me to watch Great British Baking Show, and I did. I watched two seasons. Change your life. <laughs> Everyone listening, watch Great British Baking Show. Change your life. Unpopular opinion. I prefer the new hosts. Everyone else likes the old hosts. Everyone else is I wrong. Disagree. I like Prue. 
Yeah, that's the new hosts. I know. Well, so you don't Paul's disagree with me. I like, I like Prue and, and Paul. Yeah. You agree I disagree with, with everyone else. Yeah. I think I think I mean, Have you watched the new season yet? I watched the new season, so now I'm gonna have to watch and like figure out if I like the old host versus the new host. I started with like mm, I'm not super into this. Also, I find Neil's it great. odd when people wear <laughs> when men wear makeup and they're like trying to be like a rock star. Then I'm like, I'm confused now, so I'm now I'm confused and now I'm just I don't know what's gonna happen. But Oh my god! It was it, oh, they're so funny. Like it just seems more natural and better than the other two. Not that this matters in any way to my own fashion <laughs> therapy, but it's we important are in life. Topic about yes. a little off topic. Hot things for no apparent reason, but it just keeps queuing, and you just—it's like Netflix yeah. watching. The next mm-hmm. session just automatically comes up, and you're like, "Oh, I didn't turn it off in time. I guess I'm gonna have to stay up till one o'clock in the morning now and watch yeah. the rest." Exactly. And then you're like, why am I spending $300 on six different shades of foundation that I don't wear? But that's okay. Then you can Google how to make it yourself. You could make foundation? Pretty sure if you YouTube how to make your own foundation, it would totally pop up. And now I'm not working today. Earthy, crunchy stuff, but, you know, like use chickpeas as your foundation. (laughs) (laughs) And then hummus also. I love that tone. Mm. All these garbanzo beans aren't quite my facial skin tone. I'll find more. It's fine. It's perfect. It's perfect. <laughs> mm. Yes. So, yeah. Yes. So, interesting. Zoom classes live and then also just having content out there. Yeah. You need both. Uh-huh. I think. But it's just my opinion. Who cares? So, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> and then you write a book. And then you write yes. a book. And you write a Are book. you going to write a book? Oh, I've been telling my clients for two years, I should write a murder mystery series about a massage therapist. I would 100% read this. Because, um... Do you want to kill them? (laughs) Uh Uh-oh. Are we going to make it alive? (laughs) Are we alive to post this online? Will anyone see or hear this? When you're a massage therapist, you see clients in a very one-on-one session, right? And you learn and you develop relationships with clients and you learn things about clients that that's uh, you it that should be HIPAA protected. I operate under the fact that if a client's having a session with me that's HIPAA protected. So even online a client shares something with me the other day and and she said, "Oh, don't tell uh, so and so about this." And I said, "I'm viewing my online sessions the same as everything else. If I'm working with you and you share something with me, it's HIPAA, it's under HIPAA protected. I'm not going to, you know, in general, people shouldn't talk about their clients anyway." Yeah. Um, okay. In fact, I, this could be a totally other podcast or not, but it's interesting in COVID when you have relationships with clients, what happens to them? Like I've had a client be diagnosed with cancer in the mm-hmm. last month. I've had a client that has gotten engaged in the last month. So I, I we do our session and she had an engagement ring and I was like, oh my God, are you engaged? It's like, yeah. I mean, it's just so weird to have, yeah. in a way it's like life is still going on, but I... Yeah, anyway. So but I'm just at home eating Cheez-Its. So. <laughs> <laughs> but you're engaged. Too real. You just had a baby and, and my other client has cancer. So it's just it's just weird that all these different aspects of humanity are still rolling, even though everybody's trying to, to figure out how to navigate this. So, yes. My yeah, we got, didn't we get a save the date or something? Did we? Oh, my brother saved the date. And I was like, oh, yeah, you're still getting married. Okay. Like... <laughs> Not like they did anything wrong. I was just like, what is this mail? I'm not going anywhere. I have no idea what's happening right now. I'll video, I'll Zoom your wedding. I, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Actually, I wonder if that's going to be a thing, right? Like, yeah. 
Right? It has to be, right? Especially for like family members. I'm sure some I'm sure someone has already done it. I'm uh, sure it's been done. I know someone has already had a wedding on Animal Crossing where they had invited do you know what Animal Crossing is? She doesn't. Know. Oh my gosh! For anyone who doesn't, I'm. Oh my, I don't know. Anyway, we have a We're Nintendo Switch, the the video game console, the Nintendo Switch. It has this game. It's apparently not the first of its kind. I don't really know what I'm talking about, but it's you are an animal. You're an avatar. Oh no, you're a person. I'm sorry. You're, you're the only person. Everyone else in the game is an animal, but like you go to this deserted island to start a life. And so, like, you have to, character. like, first thing you do is you, like, pop up a tent. And then, like, you can upgrade your home. So, we're on, I'm on my third home upgrade. And I, the other day, I was just sitting there playing it. I was like, you know, this is life. Like, I'm just looking for money to pay for shit, to buy other things. And then I need more money to buy all the new things. <laughs> <laughs> That's all it is. But so, you can, like, connect to, like, if I was playing it and you had it on. Oh. Like, we could, like, online, like, go meet each other. Yes. Okay. Yes. Yeah. My daughter does this with her cousin on some kind of uh, game as well. Like she's, yeah. just, I, I said, she's like, in my game today, I, I now have 18 storehouses of grain. And I'm like, what does that mean? She's like, I'm <laughs> really rich. I can do more things and I can trade for like silks now or apples. And yeah. Sounds like a yeah. good Monday. <laughs> um, yeah. Do that. It's essentially that. So, yeah, that's already happening. But anyway, um, I had a question about swimmers that you've worked with because it seems okay. to be a pattern. The people that I think you've worked with that are swimmers mm-hmm. uh, all seem to have issues. I would call it thoracic spine issues. Neck, that's thoracic fair. spine issues. That's fair. So. Okay. It's interesting to me because I'm pretty sure it's documented that shoulder issues, quotation marks, shoulder issues are the most prevalent issues in swimmers. But when someone is got an amazing coach like myself and so modest <laughs> can We don't have time for modesty now. We just gotta keep going. We just keep going. <laughs> Humble brag all day long. Um, so their their shoulders are being protected. Because they have good coaching now, but then there's something down the chain that breaks down, I think, muscular more than anything else. Uh, But I don't know. And it seems like the thoracic spine has all these issues because of maintenance or lack of maintenance, maybe. I don't know. Um, Actually, I'm going to respond to your question with a question. So after working with some of these swimmers, and um, some of them have been referred by you, so thank you. What I've, <laughs> what I've noticed is um, <laughs> what do you think about some of their um, training patterns? So what, what I, and this is, I'm all broad in this, this isn't just swimming. Mm-hmm. Um, right. There seems to be an overall <clears throat> lack of integration for whole body mm-hmm. when people get sports specific. So yes. yeah. they'll come in and they'll say, <clears throat> I also lifted for whatever an hour. And when I asked what muscle groups they used, it was arms and shoulders. So here we have an overworking 
of of that overuse of mm -hmm. a particular body part, and then they overuse that particular body part in trying to strengthen it, and right. then mm -hmm. have to work and then strengthen and then work. There's it's like a, a it's like the scarecrow is just flailing their arms over and over and over again and not actually working on something that will help their legs keep. Like the yeah. scarecrow yeah. falling down, right? Like yep. he needed somebody to hold him up because his legs weren't working because all he did was hang with his arms the whole time before Dorothy and Toto found him. So, um, one I of love the things, this. I've never heard that, but I love it. <laughs> it's like. Of course you're falling down. You it's not about your brain. Well, it's a little bit about your brain, but it's also that you haven't worked any other body part for how many years? Yeah. So one of the first things that I do, and I kind of stumbled across this and figured out how to use it as a, a, a measuring tool, and I think for sure I both put you on it, is the foam roller. Um I guess I should say it the foam roller challenge where you're on the foam roller lengthwise and I ask you to lift your individual foot one at a time off the floor for an inch, right? And what typically happens is um, people can't sustain their balance on the foam roller, they fall off. Mm -hmm. If you take away your legs for support, then suddenly um, there's no stability to keep you on the foam roller and balanced. So what that's telling me, and, and the alternate of that is some people can sustain it with one leg, but not the other. So then there's an imbalance in um, core. I'll just say core broadly. There's an imbalance in core and able to keep them on the foam roller. And one of the biggest things about aging and just throw this out there and research has shown it aging and balance are combined, right? Like people say as people age, huh. they balance as well. One of the things for Parkinson's patients is to help them get better balance. One of the things to help aging patients is to help get better balance. So where do we fall off this whole balance and keeping yourself upright, right? Like we're supposed to be bipedal. We're supposed to have mm -hmm. lithered out of the water and stood upright. But for <laughs> some reason, for some mm -hmm. reason, humans haven't done a very good job. Or maybe it's just our recent social where we're all in front of a computer sitting all day. Maybe there's, I, there's definitely a piece of that. Mm -hmm. So, um, the biggest thing I have to find first is what part of their core is not turning on and is not activating. And the people think of core as your abs, which that is a piece of it, right? But it's not a main piece of it. The main piece is the pelvic floor. And so pelvic floor, if it's the bottom of a pyramid and your abs are the top of the pyramid with your diaphragm, by the way, diaphragm, mm -hmm. diaphragm and pelvic floor, perfect little <laughs> sandwich. That's the core. <laughs> That's so um, is to find out if their pelvic floor and their low back and their abs and their diaphragm are all working together. And once we get those pieces working together, and that is not a small task that usually it takes is not. one yeah. session. And I think even once you figure it out, you have to practice it. Mm -hmm. um, then that helps stabilize <clears throat> the core, the core, the medium function of helping you stand upright so that everything else is then supported. So if you're the block of your body is not supported, the arms and the neck and the legs and everything else are not going to support you indefinitely. They're going to get tired because that's not mm -hmm. what their main function is designed to do. Your neck is not supposed to hold you upright, but ironically, most people's necks do. 
which is why they're painful all the time. Oh, <laughs> weird. I wouldn't know anyone like that. <laughs> like, I mean, even now, I my 10-year-old, she slouches all the time. She's on her little Chromebook doing her work, and, and then she's eating dinner like this. And I'm like, your insides can't breathe. Sit up. <laughs> She's gonna be so thankful later. Every every time now I yell at someone for posture, I'm like, you know who made me do this when I was a child? My father. You know who pissed me off? My father. Love it now. Yeah, now you're like, oh, I get it. Mm-hmm. My mom used to threaten me, like, do you want me to walk have you walk around with books on your head like they did in the old days to get you know straight spines? And I'm like, no. And that, <laughs> that's kind of a point. Like, I mean, yeah. You need to be able to do a lot, like do a lot of stuff when you're walking with books on your head. So thoracic issues are not surprising for the swimmers, even though you would think that's where they should be the strongest, right? Right. But I'm, but I'm wondering, is that actually their weakest point? Ooh. Oh, that's interesting. I've never thought of Mind that. Mind blown. <laughs> I think you're right. Well, because I, I, I'm very weak in that section. I'm very weak. I have a really good kick in the water. Like, I'm very kick-driven. But, like... A lot of female swimmers are. I would say even a lot of male swimmers are. But it seems to be more of a female trait where, like, most female swimmers are driven by their legs more so than their arms. Yeah. So, like, in practices, when we would have to do, like, a pull set... um, that's when you take your whole, you take, you put like a floater, they call it a pull buoy in between your thighs. So you're not kicking, but it keeps them up. So then you're just using your arms as the and force your and your back. Right. <laughs> but like the movement of your arms to get you through the water. And I would be in the front of the lane and then we do a pull set all the way back. I can't do it to save my life. But like, I look very strong up here, like in a bathing suit. Like I look like pretty good so dominic always yeah he always calls them my (laughs) glam muscles he's like those don't actually do anything so but you keep doing those curls with a 15 pound dumbbell you keep doing those dumbbell curls that's fine do it forever it's whatever and then i like try to do a lap pull down and i'm like (gasps) because i don't actually have the right muscles yeah so my first thought is after i because i have worked on you one or two times um I think your neck is a huge hero muscle. So muscles that typically like to jump in and, and do the work for mus- other muscles that aren't working well or in synchronous, synchronously, is that a synchronicity? Synchronicity. synchronicity? That's the word. Like that. There um, you go. Synchronized. Synchronized. <laughs> in, integratively, Hera, that's a better There you go. Synergy. Synergistically. There, there you Ooh. go. <laughs> your neck probably is a huge hero muscle. And to a point, your shoulders might be, but then, actually, Tommy, this is a question. When you when you watch your p- people in the water, what are you looking for in terms of where their pelvis is placed? Um, it depends on the on the what they're trying to do. No, no. no. Ideally, their pelvis should they're horizontal, right? So yeah. keep that in mind. Their their pelvis should be in line with their shoulders. That is not what you see a lot of. Um, but that's what you want. But that's what you want. So typically what I'm looking for is the pelvis alignment with the shoulders. If it's lower than the shoulders, gotta figure out why. That do you usually that means- most often? Yeah, it's pretty often. Um, 
I would say what ends up happening is people start using their lower backs to move their shoulder blades versus the muscles around their shoulder blades to move their shoulder blades. And then those muscles are weak. They actually use them at some point and they fail. They get hurt. They get tight, whatever it is. Mm -hmm. They get inflamed. Something happens. Um, So that's very common. So I look for how the shoulder's moving. So I actually literally look to see if there is shoulder blade movement, how well it's moving. Does it stay? I want to say, I don't know how to, to quite define this, but does the shoulder blade stay in a downward position, right? Because it should be dynamic. It should be kind of going through the full range. For a lot of people, it doesn't. And the way that vision, yeah, sometimes they're way up here or sometimes they're down here to here and that's it. But they should be going up all the way and down pretty much all the way. Um, they're not finding their, they, their body has clamped down their range of motion. Right. Exactly. Yeah. And so if you stick your chest really far forward, my lower back kicks in, my shoulder blades automatically go down towards my lower back. So if I'm swimming and I stick my chest forward, oh, look, my shoulder blade just fell down. I don't have to pull anymore. Does that make sense? It, my, my body's uh, anatomy did the work for me, so I don't have to do the work now. Right. So your body which, is, like, yeah, so your body is hurting yourself is lazy and wants to find the shortest distance between two points. And so the body's anatomy can be like, I can fix this really fast and get out and do the, do the action. Right. And that works for what, maybe 60% of the time, 70% of the time. And then something happens where it doesn't work anymore. So right. what you described with the pelvis, you're looking for pelvis in line with shoulders. And what you're describing is almost the same as when you're standing on land fighting gravity. Mm-hmm. And exactly what happens the low back contracts when the pelvis comes back and then it works but it's not it's not working it's working it's weak and tight not tight and strong mm-hmm. right, right. <clears throat> and then what's happening is when your when your pelvis is tipped back like that you're actually not it's harder to turn on your core it's harder right. to get your core to turn on <clears throat> it's harder to actually engage all those muscles in the front so one of the things i tell clients and they think it's so weird um and I was going to say, especially the men, but I, it's about, it's 50, 50 when I tell men and women to do it is they, they have to tuck their <laughs> pelvis. I want them to play with t- tucking their pelvis. Mm-hmm. So while That's they're right. doing dishes, I'm like, tuck your pelvis under, tuck it under, give your low back a break. I want you to feel what it's like to move your pelvis under and then out and under and out. And most likely, most of the time people can't even find it. They can't, they don't yeah. even know that their pelvis tucks under and back and under and back. Really? I mean, Here's my witness. I play around with my pelvis position all the time. Yeah, it's kind of odd. All the time. <laughs> it's uncomfortable. I'm like, I, my life, I live my life with my hips sort of tucked because I'm a swimmer. Right? Isn't and that so, how you tell me I stand? Yes, you stand with your hips tucked. He's so like, I intentionally stick my hips out to change or to give some uh, contrast to my normal yeah. positioning. Yes. That's all. Yeah. I was playing around in the, like, with my back because he'll tell me um, my spine shouldn't be that straight or something. Is yeah. Is that what you said? Yeah, your spine is way too straight. You so I'm like, so you want spine. me to stand like this? And I, like, stand like those, like, 11 to 13-year-old girls who are like, okay, like, that's cool. Like, walking around, like, get ev- everything out as much as you can. I was like, that's how you want me to walk. And he's like, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. Just, I mean, and, and in general – to be in a position different than what your norm is is good. Mm-hmm. So just to give it a break. 
Yeah, just because you you, the, you don't want your body to solidify into a certain way. Because once it gets solidified, not only is the fascia clamping down and solidifying, the brain and the nervous system is like, oh, well, this is just the way we are. And then it takes longer to, to get rid of that pattern. So one of my instructors used to say, your next movement is always the best movement. So it doesn't okay. matter where, what, what position you're in, if it's good or bad, it's really just don't stay in one position forever, which is right. what people do. They get locked down into a certain, into a certain yeah. position. And that's, I think we're doing this Skype interview because of COVID and all that other stuff, because we could do this in person. We live close enough. We can do yeah. this in person. Uh, it is commonplace now for people to be on Zoom in bed, and they're spending hours laying down with their pelvis tucked. Yeah, I know. Because at they're least laying down. Two of our managers did all of their work in bed for like three days last week, like, and did all of our meetings. Like, we're like, you're just still sitting. There. Okay. Right. And so, when you're in bed, you're just so comfortable and nice. I don't need to move. I'm good. <laughs> And that's the problem, right? You're not, you're not actually moving. Wow. Yeah. Huh. See, don't you feel good about yourself now? You're not in bed. <laughs> good job. Ball is low here. <laughs> <laughs> because my dogs, they're, they drive me nuts. In fact, we've had them home with us for whatever, six weeks now. And mm-hmm. they usually go to daycare and play. And so finally today, um, my husband was like, we need to, they are driving us nuts. And yeah. they, you know, the daycare was taking precautions or taking um, temperatures pre and post and they're wiping dogs down and all this stuff. And so I texted to find out if they could, we could drop them off today and um, they're closed. So oh, no. <laughs> the dogs are still with us, driving us nuts. Uh. <laughs> well, apparently now they've figured out dogs cannot get COVID-19. Oh, so that's, that's now. So now your dog doesn't have to be locked down. You can just let them out. Have fun. Okay. <laughs> go to the grocery store for me the worst part is um tennis balls right so when i'm doing a session i shut the door okay. and i put myself in the room with tennis ball and one dog in particular she you know she sits out there and she whines and then her whines <laughs> turn into yelp and then her yelps turn into barks and then i have to tell her to go away and then as soon as the door opens she runs in here and she's sniffing and i have i put it up in a box and i shut the lid she's <laughs> there and she just whines at the bot it's <laughs> that's amazing she's eight years old i would think she would be getting ready to just like yeah that's old cares when yeah just eight, sit right like, see just... that carpet that's that's your place today <laughs> why are you so interested in these tennis balls trying to be crazy that's so funny um so that's interesting i actually my, my because i'm forcing my children to learn french um, we do our lessons on Sunday and I did notice, um, on one of the girls on the French lesson was in bed and not only was she in bed with her quilt over her doing her French lesson, her parents brought her breakfast in bed. So she was drink. she's like, this is my chocolate milk. This is my jam sandwich. I mean, and of course the teacher's like, what? <laughs> <laughs> and she's oh like, God. Yeah, I'm just, I just need to eat my breakfast. I'm hungry. <laughs> She's like, j'ai faim. Say it after me, j'ai faim. This girl was like, Pfft. yeah. She was <laughs> like six. She was just like what? zooming in bed by herself with her breakfast being brought to her. 
And I that's didn't... completely normal to her now because she's only six. And so she's like, this is what I do. I have. I stay I... in bed. What? What? Who are these parents? They're ruining these children. I'm sorry. <laughs> I, I have, unlike me, where I was so good for like, you know, we used to have to get up at five because mm-hmm. I had to get my school at 730. And the first week I was like, we're keeping a schedule. And we did. And the second week I'm like, uh, really, do I have to still get up at five? No, I don't really have to. And so then it was six. And now I get up at eight this morning. <laughs> Nailed nice. it. Nailed it. <laughs> Slippery slope. <laughs> I mean, that's what I'm doing with my clothes. This sweatshirt used to be white. You can tell right there. This is just dirt. <laughs> <laughs> this is dirt and food. Um, but yeah even my dogs they used to have to be going out to the bathroom by 6 30 no later than and now they're like oh are you guys getting up now okay (laughs) i was i was napping but it's fine i guess we'll get up too so but my oldest daughter used to have to be on her class at 8 30 and now they've changed her schedule to 10 30 so i'm like what oh you don't even have to be up until like eight really i'm good with that i'm good well we deserve a break too why not? Sure. Right? I agree. Yeah. I'll take a break. I'll lean into it. <laughs> lean in. Yes. Mm-hmm. yes. I need to lean out of the pantry, though. It's not. <laughs> I'm, like, honestly nervous to try my jeans on. I don't know. <laughs> I love that you're just not wearing elastic. So that's going to be interesting. I wonder if we'll see. I wonder if some of my clients will start talking to me about more low back pain if they're having i don't know low back pain's always there it's always there yeah it's always there but um huh. we should we should wrap this up a little bit because i i think we're running out of time but oh, okay because i know kim's got stuff to do and we also don't like to get these too long and plus that we could always do another one because where are you going okay <laughs> <laughs> we can do another one next time we can exactly. we can have a topic like we should discuss rotator cuff low back triangular oh i want to talk about labral tears in shoulders because no one knows what that is people always think it's their rotator cuff or like they have tendonitis not right now but next time that's a good one that's a good okay yeah let's do another one we'll do another one i like it if anyone has questions for kim you can email us um my email is just my name lissa at the swimbox.com so it's l-i-s-s-a like melissa but without the m-e uh, if you have any questions that you want us to go over, we'll ask, or we'll just talk about sandwiches and baking. Cause that's... Or pasta, because we didn't even get a chance to talk about pasta. We, oh, talk about pasta. we made homemade pasta the other week. You made homemade pasta? Yes, and people listening, this is important, because Kim and her husband own a pasta company. They They are king, queen, sorcerers of all homemade pastas, and we and are clearly not. I would not... If, I would not compare what we made to what you gave me it is nowhere close <laughs> oh look at this weird sheet of dough i'll cut it into strips that resemble fettuccine or maybe more accurately asian noodles <laughs> it almost looks like an egg noodle kind of you yeah. should have taken a picture Did you take a picture Did you i have a picture for you don't worry oh yeah we'll send you a picture don't worry like okay. i want to see this um yes actually um foggy mountain pasta now does home delivery nice okay we're going to look that one up. <laughs> All right. Uh, so let's wrap this up. Where can people find you easiest, Kim? Um, website? Probably, yeah, right right now they can do go to my website, functionalfitbody.com. 
and I will be adding a lot more stuff and updating the site over this next week to add links to online myofascial sessions or online cupping sessions, um, which is really nothing myofascial. before 8 a.m. <laughs> <laughs> and then, yes, one of my, yes, content. I'm starting to work on getting some content. And who knows, maybe we'll do a Zoom, we'll, we'll do a mini, mini Zoom class coming near you about how to foam roll appropriately. Yeah, because yeah, don't don't kid yourself. You don't know how. You just don't. I definitely don't. What <laughs> you do with a foam roller? And also, actually, here's my other point. Please don't get short foam rollers. But no, just, I don't oh, yeah. that. Why are those made? I don't know, but clients bring... I have to specifically say a long foam roller. I need your whole... There's no point to a short foam roller. It just... It, mm-hmm. I don't care if Easy it has... Travel? I don't care if it has spikes on it or bulbs right. or if it links lights it just doesn't have a very good purposeful use i spent five grand on my foam roller that tells me when there's pressure on it okay it also serves me water i'm joking kid (laughs) i'm like there's my water for me you didn't know they make those now i would not be surprised if that were actually the case um yeah so functionalfitbody.com that's where you can find me for now but in the meantime, um, next time we do a podcast, we will be talking about apparently labral tears in your shoulders. And lower back stuff. And sandwiches. And, pasta. and who knows? Probably sandwiches. <laughs> and more sandwiches. And we th- put this on the docket. We need to debate what's better, an open face sandwich or closed with two slices of bread. Oh, because then we could also go into like, is the open face sandwich really a sandwich or is it toast? Or is it a tartine? Whoa, whoa, whoa. Let's not open that up. That might need a whole podcast unto itself. We That's should like have a whole like a series. We could even cook beforehand and be like, look, guys, you know how we're not chefs and you don't come to us for food advice? <laughs> Here it is anyway. <laughs> noodles look like we don't know what. Did you eat them? Did you eat those noodles? Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. I got it. I'll send it to you. They were delicious. Put they a were sauce just... on anything. It's good. That's true. You can't. Yeah. Stop. All right, thank you. You're welcome. Thanks, Kim. Bye, guys. Bye. Bye. Thanks so much.